I'll give a wave like this just to let you know that that joke is over. I misbehave on stage, but I'm better than when I wasn't sober. Okay, so uh, I've sobered up. There's still some blackouts. And, um, I worked in hymens and survived tornadoes and trailers, but that don't mean I won't put in my two weeks later. Having a good time, baby, having a good time, baby. We're having a real good time. We're having a good time, baby, having a good time, baby. I'll tell you one more time, oh yeah, we're having a good time, yeah. We're having a good time, and... All right, welcome to the We're Having a Good Time podcast. My name is Dusty Slay, and I'm your host, and I am having a good time. Uh, it's been a great time out here. I'm still enjoying the break. I go, I have my days where I'm like, oh, I got to get out of here. But overall, it's been a real blessing and, uh, I'm just excited. And, um, I, I've been staying active as I can with, uh, with different, uh, you know, podcasts and whatnot and, and, you know, just doing people's live streams and, and things. I'm going to do something for the Stardome uh, in Birmingham. I'm going to do something for Chattanooga. And I've reached out to other clubs. I mean, I'm open to doing things just to stay active. Uh, it seems like some openings are coming soon. Uh, mixed results from people. I mean, some people are pretty upset by the uh, by the opening that's happening and uh, I got to say, I get both sides. You know what I mean? I mean, we have a mass pandemic that uh, shuts down the entire world. I can see people how people be a little fearful about just jumping right back out in there. Uh, but at the same time, I can see how people want to go back to work. Some people have to go back to work. They have bills to pay. They have things in the $1,200 is really great that they sent out. I didn't get it, but I, I don't know what that's all about, but... Uh, it's really great that they've sent that out, but that's not going to cover a lot of people's bills. So, um, you know, people need more. They got to get to work and they don't want the government to send them more money. They want to go and work their job. So I understand both sides. Um, and I think there's a good way to do it. Uh, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an expert, but I think there is a way to do it. People have talked about it. And, uh, you know, in, in some ways, maybe what they should have done in the beginning is, you know, people that are at risk, it's like, do not come out. Because what I'm seeing now is that this thing is everywhere. It's been here for longer than what they thought. More people are infected than what they thought. And we're not even sick. So I was looking at my calendar. It's like, man, I was in all the places that have been the most effective affected. Uh, you know, I was in Seattle, Washington, and then I was in Las Vegas, and then I was in LA, and I'm like, oh man, I was right up in it, and um, so, and I'm fine. I mean, I could have had it. Who knows? I mean, I've got things going on with my body that sometimes I'm like, I don't feel well, <laughs> but uh, I just used to that. It's just. I just feel like sometimes I'm just not going to feel well, but I feel well enough. You know what I mean? But uh, so I'm just saying, I think things are going to work out and who knows? I, I, I would like to have my freedoms back. You know, I mean, I'm relatively free now. I still get to go to the Home Depot and walk around my yard and take drives. But people are being arrested for going to the park with their kids. Some lady, I read that like some lady in Idaho was arrested for going to the park with her kids, I'm like, we gotta, we gotta lock, we gotta lock that down. I mean, come on, we can't. Uh, I mean, we got, we got no freedoms right now, and uh, we need to get those back. I'd like to have some sushi, you know what I mean? But people have been taking stuff like that. Like people make a little, like one lady I think had a sign. She was like, I need a haircut. Now everybody's like, oh, these people are gonna get people killed for a haircut, and I was like, I don't. <laughs> my neighbor cuts people's hair and she doesn't have a job right now. And it's like, I think that's the bigger, bigger issue. Um, and you know, the media, I mean, I don't want to sound like somebody that's just like trashing the media all the time, but 
I mean, they're lying. I mean, I watch the, a lot of the press conferences about the coronavirus. They're very long, but I like to hear everybody speak. I want to hear what the president has to say. I want to hear what the doctors have to say. I want to kind of take it in for myself and hear exactly what, what's going on. And, you know, I hear the doctors talk and then, and then the next, and then I'll get on social media and I'll be like, I'll hear that someone has said something. I'll be like, whoa, I didn't hear that. Like this thing that's going around right now that said that the president told us to inject ourselves with disinfectant to kill the coronavirus. And I was like, there's no way he said that. I mean, the man says some crazy stuff, but there's no way he said that. So I went back and I watched a clip and it was like, you know, they were talking about some possible solutions and they were like, uh, I don't know, maybe we could look into, in, uh, you know, injecting and even I'm not even saying it right, but they were just like passively being like, maybe we can look into something like that, injecting these disinfectants in a way. And, um, you know, we'll have to have a medical doctor and it's like, yeah, sure. That seems crazy, but he didn't say, I want everybody to go out tonight and inject yourselves with disinfectant. And it's also like, you know, a lot of times that things that seem crazy, uh, do work like, Chemotherapy, for instance, um, is a poison, right? It, I mean, nobody tries to hide that. Nobody tries to pretend like it's not. It's a poison, and the idea is that it kills uh, the cancer virus. Now, I'm not an expert, but my uncle had cancer, and he had it pretty bad. And I've had a lot of people affected by cancer. I have relatives. I had a relative not too long ago die from cancer. It's very sad. Uh, we've all been affected by cancer. I never make light of it. Uh, but my uncle was sitting in a hospital bed. I was in the room with him and the doctor came in and he said something like, all right, well, your kidneys are messed up and your liver's messed up. And then he goes, but we did that to you with the chemotherapy, <laughs> right? So it's like, obviously, and my uncle's alive. He lived. So there are things that sometimes don't make sense that um, might work. And so I'm just like, I just think that we should have hope and not just believe what we see on social media. I mean, one of the clips said, Trump says for us to inject ourselves with disinfectant. And I was like, whoa. So I watched the clip and then I was like, oh, he never said that. Not one time. So I just think it's important. But, you know, there's a clip that I wanted to play. This this is a very short little clip, but I love this because just for people out there right now, I mean, this here, I'm going to play this. I'll play it one more time. That's by a guy named Ryan Bingham. And this, he says, careful what you say if they ain't going to listen anyway. And that's where what I think right now. No one's listening. No one cares. They're, everybody's just fired up with each other. Everybody's just looking for a reason to be mad at each other as usual. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not preaching. I'm just saying that... Uh, there is a solution to the problems that we have, and it's coming. And uh, But one thing is for sure, we got to be able to get out of the house. I mean, I want to be able to do one of these. Where we've been, where we're going. Where they going. Where they been. Where they going. Where, where they been. Where we're going, where we've been. Well, where have I been? Yesterday, I went to the park for a little while and walked around, uh, and that's it. Where am I going? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. There's some talk that things are going to get start, started opened up here in Tennessee in May. So that's exciting. And in Georgia and potentially Alabama. And those states are all near me. And I can't wait to go do a comedy show there. <laughs> and I am, you know, people can wear masks if they want, whatever. I just want to, I want to tell some jokes to some people. I want to, I want to hang out with some people without feeling like they're giving me a virus. I don't know where that – I mean, I'm I'm Mr. Non-Germaphobe, and all of a sudden now I'm like I, – I see a friend, and I'm like, ooh, don't get too close. <laughs> don't, I don't want to catch a disease that you might be carrying, and it's uh, it's pretty insane. And uh, – but I, I will say on a on a good note for me, let me let me play this. This is some uh, my friend Caroline Cole. I don't know if she wants me to use this. She said this is an idea of something you could use, but uh, I liked it. It's a motivational moment with Dusty Slay. 
I liked it. So that is Caroline Cole. She has great music. Uh, and then uh, Troy Ritchie made the intro for me. Both great musicians. I um, I think the motivational moment is uh, that I've always kind of lived by this mantra that I didn't even know that I really lived by. And uh, I think it was part religiously inspired, maybe, maybe wholly religiously inspired. But I've always kind of, never really made plans, right? When I was graduating high school, um, I wasn't planning to go to college. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I wasn't, I didn't have a a long-term goal. And then as I I stayed around uh, Opelika for a few years, and then I moved to Charleston, South Carolina, I didn't have a real plan there either, but I fell into, I worked hard. I fell into some jobs. I fell into comedy. And then when I quit, I talked about this last podcast, but when I quit my job selling pesticides, I almost quit comedy. I mean, it wasn't the plan, let's quit this job and do comedy. I was pretty much done, almost done with comedy. And I, um, so I've never really had a plan necessarily. Like my plans always, you know, work hard, provide for myself, Make sure that I'm I'm taking care. Make sure I'm not you know not uh, needing money. That I'm always you know taking care of in those ways. I don't want to be sleeping on somebody's couch because I'm like I don't have a plan. But I mean, long term goals. I never kept those. Never have those. And I think part of the reason is because who knows what is going to happen, right? We never know. We are not guaranteed a future. We have no idea. So I'm like, let's enjoy the day as much as possible. Let's not worry. Like, I feel like we can get, you know, unless you're in a financial burden, which believe me, I I understand. But if you're not in a financial burden during this moment, I think it's okay to just enjoy the time, enjoy the moment, not worry about what your, what plans are being interrupted because plans can always be interrupted. And from a religious standpoint, I always kind of felt like that, uh, you know, I don't know what kind of plan God has for me. I believe that God has a plan for me. You know, the Bible says that God has a plan for me. So I feel like that I just need to stay, you know, connected to God and the path will be laid out for me. And it's not always going to maybe not always look like it should be the plan, you know, and uh, I think sometimes people, you know, in a, from a religious standpoint, say, I want this, and I'm religious, so God is going to give me this. And I just don't think that's always the case. I don't think that our plans always match up, and that's why I think it's important to try to stay out of the way and let things flow and just, you know, try to be as connected to God as you can be and try to be, you know, be a nice person and a good, and 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 just appreciate what you have. I think that that's important. Um, and, uh, you know, because, you know, there's, there are Bible verses that talk about that sort of thing. I won't get into that. I don't want to get, you know, too deep with stuff, but I I do feel like the pandemic here has made me want to share more things about my faith because, uh, I think people, some people could use that because for me, without that, uh, a lot of times things would seem very hopeless, you know, I mean, but. If you read the Bible, especially like Revelation, you're like, oh, this is the type of stuff that's supposed to be coming. Like the more I see this stuff happening, the more I'm like, okay, that's real. And uh, I'm just like, but people are trying to explain it away other ways, and that's fine. Do whatever you want to do. But I, um, to me, every time I see something go down like this, I'm like, oh, no, the Bible was telling me this was going to be happening. And uh, it's getting wild out there. And I think it's it's going to continue to get wild. I think we may have uh some good good moments ahead of us but i think it's going to continue to get wild and uh but i think that the motivation there that lies there the 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 word of encouragement that i would say is you know use this to to realize that there are no guarantees nothing is down the road uh necessarily i mean it could all end i mean this thing could not open again who knows i mean our entire way of life could be changed from now on, 
So we got to roll with it. We got to have an ability to roll with it and not be like, my plans have been interrupted. So now I don't know what to do. We got to be able to move and shake and adapt and make it happen. I mean, I'm actually starting to have a lot of fun doing these Zoom um, live call-ins. I'm going to do you know a live stream later today. I don't know if I'll be able to have this podcast out before the live stream, but um, I'm starting to enjoy doing comedy in this way. Now, it's not the same as being on stage, and I am ready to get back on stage, but uh, there is some enjoyment to this, and I am appreciating it, and I, I think that's important. Now, I want to, uh, I'm enjoying doing the music thing that I'm doing. I'm enjoying playing songs from my life that, that I, um, that means something to me. Um, so, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to play some songs. I'd like to talk about some, some music that I like, um, and, uh, the first one that I'd like to play is by, in my, around 2008, 2007, 2008, this was the time I was starting to get back into comedy. But I uh, I had gone full-time selling pesticides. And the first year that I was a full-time pesticide salesman, I... Um, I drove a 1982 Buick LeSabre because I um, had um, wrecked my car. I had a 99 Saturn, four-door Saturn, the Pooh Bear edition, incognito. I flipped it into a marsh, and uh, so it was done. And my mom had this old car that she bought. It was a Buick LeSabre, and she gave it to me. It was pretty raggedy, but I loved driving it. It guzzled gas. So the first year that I had the job with pestis- uh, the pesticide job, I was driving that car. And uh, about halfway through, I got a new car. I got a uh, 2008 Dodge Avenger, and it was black, pretty sweet, and it has satellite radio in it. So I had never had satellite radio before, so I started listening to all these new stations, and I found Outlaw Country. Now, this really brought me back into country because I had gone from – you know, country, uh, growing up nonstop country to almost like my late teen, like, uh, after high school, like a rap phase. I never liked rap. I want to do a rap episode though, because I never liked rap growing up. I didn't enjoy it at all. My stepbrother had some NWA album, stuff like that. I just wasn't into it. Uh, and then, senior year of high school, I, I started getting into it a little bit. Now, that was 99, 2000. So there was an era of rap back then that that I thought was great. But now I go back and listen to it. I'm like, wow, that's violent, over-the-top sexual, insane, right? But a lot of country has a lot of those references too. So um, not quite as graphic. But but I had a real rap phase. But so I went from, you know, to probably about four years of rap. I mean – I remember me and my buddy before me and Joey before we moved to Charleston were sitting around listening to Eminem and Fifty Cent. That was when Fifty Cent uh, started coming out with that "Patiently Waiting" song with Eminem, and we just thought, "Oh man, rap is back!" And it was great. It was a good era. And then I got full on classic rock. I went full on classic rock for years. You know, I was doing you know Janis Joplin, Bob Dylan, Led Zeppelin, Neil Young. Uh, just anything from the 60s and 70s for years and years. That's what I was doing, nonstop that. And then when I got, you know, I, I downloaded a couple of things here and there. Oh, this is another one. That reminds me of uh, a guy. Um, uh, because there was a record store uh, in Charleston where they would let you listen to stuff. So I would go there sometimes, and the guy had a lot of, Obscure records. I can't remember what street it was on. Wentworth, potentially. Um, but he it was a really cool store. And he had, um, you know, he would he would show you uh, new things and let you uh, listen to it for a bit in the store. So I was picking up some stuff from this guy. But around 2007, 2008, uh, I got into Outlaw Country. And I learned a lot. Actually, I want to play a song... Um, 
this was a guy, this was one of the songs, uh, one of the albums, if it's on Spotify, I don't know if it is or not. But this guy went into his uh, store one day and he let me listen to this album by this guy. And I had never heard anything like this before. And I ended up buying it and I got pretty into it. Um, and it's by a guy named M. Ward. And it's the most... It's the most depressing music ever, but it's, uh, I don't know, it fit me for the moment. I mean, I was, I had moved to Charleston. Me and my roommate had kind of, you know, we started fighting. We were on the outs, and I was in this new city, and I didn't have any friends, and I was lonely, and I worked at the Office Depot with a bunch of old people, and I had no life and no friends, and I, I found this album one day, and I was like, oh, this is amazing. So I'll play a little of this. This is a guy named M. Ward. The album is Transfiguration of Vincent. It's very hipster. I was hipster long before it was cool. Oh, no, it didn't play because I don't have the volume up. All right, now let's try. Oh, I went to the doctor. I said, doctor, please. What do you do when your true love leaves? He said, the hardest thing in the world to do is to find somebody believes in you. Make a sad, make a sad, make a sad, sad song. Okay, so, and then he's got, you know, he's got a little, little, little more pep in a song like this. Actually, no, still, still pretty non-peppy. And this is his fast song. All right, so really great stuff. I mean, this came out in 2003, so I was probably getting it fresh off the presses. Um, and I love that. I mean, they got, I mean, this, this piano jam right here. I mean, it's so good. I mean, this whole album is really good. Now, I, I burned this CD for a friend of mine because he didn't have any CDs in his car. When we first met, I asked him, I said, you got any CDs in here? He's like, yeah, I think I got one around here somewhere. <laughs> and uh, uh, so I burned him this CD and he really started making fun of it. <laughs> and uh, I get it, though. I get it. But uh, he is now in a band with, um, or at least for a while, he was in a band with... Uh, Zoe Deschanel, like she and him, I think is what it was called. Her and I, I and her, I don't know, something like that. She and him. But he even did a cover of Let's Dance by David Bowie. It's so dramatic. I always wanted to be able to play music like this. This guy's crushing it at keg parties. Let's dance. You're so mysterious. Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. Let's dance. To the song that playing on the radio. All right, so you hear that. All right, and, and I had no idea at the time. I was did not grow up listening to David Bowie, so I had no idea um, that that's who that was. So I'm going to find that song right now just so you can hear the difference of the two. 
All right, so you see what's happening there. All right, so that reminds me, um, Sturgill Simpson. A lot of people really like him. I don't. I don't dislike him. Um, but he, you know, he's got some crazy stuff out there. But I, I first heard him, and uh, it was the Meta Modern Sounds in Country Music was the album, and I heard this song off of there called "The Promise." I love a dramatic song. You, friend, don't look to stranger. You know in him, I'll always be there. But when you're in doubt. When you're in danger Take a look all around And I'll be there I'm sorry but I'm just thinking of the right words to say Okay, so... What a great song. I could listen to the whole thing. But I want to play, I believe this is the cover song. This is the original of that song. I think. So that's great. I think that's a great cover. You know what? That makes me think of this. I always thought that this would make such a great country song. And people may disagree, but I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. But I always thought that this would be a great country song. You would need to change, um, uh, I think, uh, where she says glitter on the floor, I think you would need to change that to sawdust on the floor, but I think you could really make this work as a great country song. I'm going to play a little bit of this. You probably know it, but just if you're a country music fan, try to hear it. Try to take in the lyrics and hear somebody singing this. Forget this part, but actually, no. All right, so here, think of country voice right now. Here he comes. When the dark of the night comes around, that's the time that the animal comes alive, looking for something wild. And now we look like pimps in my gold transam. Got a water bottle full of whiskey in my handbag. Got my drunk I mean, to me, that would be the best country song. I love, I love the lyrics in that song. I always, I'm not, I'm no Kesha fan. I don't, I don't hate her, but I'm no fan. But I always thought that was such a great song. I mean, that's, um, and I think if you, I could just hear a country going right now, take it off, you know. And we just need the right country guy to do that. I'm going to reach out to someone now. I finally know some country music people. I'm going to reach out to someone. So that was a fun tangent. I mean, those are all songs. I mean, I got in, I got, I was a trivia host for a while. So I had to, they didn't want to believe it or not. When I hosted trivia, these people did not want to just hear nonstop country music. So I had to learn other songs. I had to go and find other music. I had no idea what to do. So I was listening to like top 40. That's how I found that Kesha song and stuff 
that and songs that don't um live up to anything, right? Like you remember this? Right? Like, what is that? What are we talking about here? But I would play that song and people would go wild. I mean, I never felt so powerful. I get, and remember this one? I came to dance, 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 dance. I hit the floor because that's my plans, 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 plans. I'm wearing all my favorite brands, 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 brands. Give me some space for both my hands, 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 hands. You, you, because it goes on and on and on. And it goes on. Remember that guy, Tyo Cruz? I hope he's doing okay. Wonder where he's at these days. He got a lot of views, but I haven't heard from him in a while. Says he put out an album in 2011. Uh, Dynamite was out in 2011, so that's all. So nine years. I hope he's doing okay. He's still got uh, seven million monthly listeners. So uh, I hope that he has, you know, um, control of that because because <laughs> i'm doing fine look this guy hasn't put out a, an album since 2011 he has seven million monthly listeners <laughs> and i'm doing great and i have 773 monthly listeners <laughs> that's hilarious to me because i'm doing fine i feel great and uh oh man this guy is seven million and i'm wondering if he's okay so so I got into Outlaw Outlaw Country, and because I, I needed a new type of music to listen to. I mean, there's only so long you can listen to, um, you know, classic rock. I mean, they're not making new classic rock. Okay, so the first guy, one of the guys I really got into was a guy named Justin Towns Earl. Now, this was not the song that got me into him. I Actually, I'll play the song that got me into him first. It was this song. I heard it on Outlaw Country one day, and I was like, wow, that's really great. Here we go. Play a little bit of this right now. Black Hat Susie, she works the corner out on the block where she was raised, and I don't know how, but she finds some comfort up amongst the rubble and the queen and lace up her. Nobody seemed to notice the beauty with her away. Oh, black eyed Susie girl, how much more can you take? All right, that's such a great song. It's Justin Townsend's Earl. Album is called Midnight at the Movies. This was the first song I heard off of it called Black Eyed Susie. Now, I remember I was still drinking when I found this, and I was hosting an open mic at the Upper Deck Tavern in Charleston, and I was living right across the street on Burns Alley. And I had met uh, a young lady from out of town at the Upper Deck that night, and she went back with me. She spent the night with me, and that album was just on loop in the house, and I just listened to it over and over again, and I loved it. And I just – I always think about that. It's not some great memory that I have. I don't go, ooh, what an amazing magical. But I I always uh, think about that when I I hear this album, and – so I really liked this guy. I really started liking this Justin Towns Earl guy. And then shortly after I got into him, he had an um, uh, he got on Letterman with his next album called Harlem River Blues. And I'm going to play some of that song. And there's a couple of things that I may play this whole song. It's pretty short. And what I liked about this, and uh, you can find it on YouTube, Justin Towns Earl performs Harlem River Blues on Letterman. All right, so let's see if this is it. Let's make sure this is it. Liberty Mutual take 90. Oh, there's a commercial, of course. There's an ad. Liberty Mutual. Cut. So Liberty it, Mutual. I'm, about to, I'm about to skip Cut. it. Here we go. Our next guest is a talented singer, songwriter, and uh, he's making his network debut with us uh, here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. This is the new album entitled Harlem River Blues. Please welcome Justin Pounds Earl. 
is gonna cover me over And I'm not gonna make a sound How about that, huh? Thank you very much. That was great. Thank you, sir. Justin, pleasure to meet you. Great job. How about that, Paul? That was a great. That was lovely. Very rootsy. Justin Towns Earl, Harlem River Blues. Well, good luck to you. Come back often. Pleasure to have you with us. That's it. We got to go. Good night, everybody. All right. There's several things that I like about that. And if you don't like that song, I'm sorry I played the full song. But I love that because... Uh, all right, so this was his network debut. This is Justin Towns Earl's network debut. His dad is Steve Earl. Steve Earl sang the song Copperhead Road. Uh, I'll um, I'll give you a little taste of that just for a second. Um, let's see. Let's. All right, so you know the song, Copperhead Road. If you don't know it, it's great, Copperhead Road by Steve Earle. But my understanding is that Steve Earle was, you know, a bit of an alcoholic, a bit of a drug addict. Uh, and I'm not, you know, I don't think this is uh, uncommon knowledge. I think anybody in the in the business knows that's that's true, or any anybody who knows Steve Earle knows that's true. So I think Justin Towns Earle had a pretty rough upbringing. I think he's had a few of, uh, of his own demons. Um, but in this moment, this is his network debut and uh i feel like they nailed it i feel like the song it was perfect there was no way he could have done a better job with it and then the guitarist that he has on here is jason isbell jason isbell who i'm gonna play a few songs of uh i I, you know i used to be a huge fan of jason isbell I, i get and now he could care less i'm sure but as he goes on, I'm less into what he's doing because I, he had a style of music that he used to do before, and I feel like he got a little more into the folk, a little less into the country rock that I liked, and it's fine. He's allowed to do whatever. He's more popular than ever, but in this moment, he's playing guitar for Justin Towns Earl, and I just feel like this is a real come-together moment to to make this a big moment for Justin Towns Earl, and then I feel like he nails it, and I... You know, when I did The Tonight Show the first time, I felt like I nailed it. So I'm like, that is, um, it's, it's a good feeling. I know how it feels. And then the two backup singers back here are looking at him. And it seems like one of the backup singers is very excited. And it seems like she's very excited for Justin, her friend, maybe her boyfriend, who knows. But at very least, her friend that she's on there and she's excited to see that he's done well. And it just feels good to me. I like I like seeing it. Um, so I'm going to play a couple of Justin Towns Earl songs, not the whole thing, but I'm going to give you a little taste. Some of the, uh, this was off a song called, uh, an album called The Good Life. It's called Lone Pine Hill, and I feel like it's a really good. I swear I see her in my dreams sometimes, held up in the middle of the night. Shaking like a pistol in a young man's hand There in the pale moonlight Standing up atop of that lonely hill Spared by the company mine It's my blue-eyed baby with a best dress on In the shadow of a lonely pine I'll be back before the war when the company came These hills grew wild and free Mean baby, we'd hide in the hollers low, away from the cruel sun's heat. But then they knocked down the timber and burn off the brush to get to the riches below. And when they pull All right, so that's an incredible song. Here's one called What I Mean to You off Midnight at the Movies. Midnight at the Movies, I mean, I know you have Spotify, so you just go listen to it for free. But if you wanted to buy an album, this album's nonstop good. And it's the kind of country I like. It's got a real flow with it. I love a bass like that. Will I call you every morning, bring you flowers to work? Never stay out too late. Now quit drinking, mama, cause I know how it hurts you to see me in such an awful state. But right now, 
Really good, really good. Then he's got stuff like this one. This one's called Mama's Eyes. Oh, man, I used to... I was such a drunk listening to this song all the time. I am a father's son I've never known when to shut up I ain't fooling no I am a father's son. Really good. And then there's this one. I think this is a cover, but really good. I think this is Bruce Springsteen, maybe. This town's dead tonight. I got no. Tom Waits, maybe? I don't know. All right, so that's that. And then, you know, so that's going to lead me into Jason Isbell. Um, Now, these guys, right along this same period, I'm listening to Outlaw Country, I'm finding these things, and then I find this song, and I'm from Alabama, as is Jason Isbell. And I always say, you know, Alabama is a lot of pine trees and cow pastures. And I used to say that to make fun of Alabama, and now it's one of the things I love about Alabama the most is just how pretty it is. When you drive through, it's amazing. This is a this was uh, I mean, this is such a good song right here. Jason Isbell and the 400 unit off the album. Here we rest, Alabama Pines. Well, I moved into this room, if you could call it that, a week ago. I never do what I'm supposed to do, hardly even know my name anymore. When no one calls it out, kind of vanishes away. And I can't get to sleep at night, the parking lot's so loud and bright. The AC hasn't worked in 20 years. Probably never made a single person cold But I can't say the same for me I've done it many times Somebody take me home Through those Alabama pines Incredible song. And uh, I just, I listened to Jason Isbell so much uh, throughout the years. And... Um, he, you know, it, to me, he went in a different direction, which is fine. I'm not a music critic. Uh, Jason Isbell's not reliant on me to uh, sell albums, <laughs> but uh, here we rest. Really good, uh, really good album. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, and that song is a bit sad. A lot of these songs are a bit sad. And just while I was listening to that, it just made me think about something that I was just talking about earlier, you know, about a plan for you and whatnot. And it's like, I know that probably a lot of people are very sad during this shutdown because, you know, some people are single and they live alone and then they're social distancing away from everyone. And some people have jobs and they've lost their jobs. And it's like, I just want to say, I mean, there is a plan for you. No matter who you are, no matter what you're up to, no matter what you're doing right now, have hope in the fact that there is a plan for you. Now, uh, you know, you just got to, you got to find out what that is. And I, you know, I, I feel like it's hard to say religious things a lot of times because people uh, so often view a religious person and say, well, that, that per, and then, and then you find out uh, a secret about that person and you go, oh, I knew it. I knew they couldn't be that. And it's like, so many oftentimes people view religious people as you're religious, so you have to be perfect. And no one's perfect, right? No one is ever going to be perfect. There is, uh, so you're going to make mistakes. I mean, I know, you know, a friend of mine, John Chris is a friend, and uh, he, you know, he had a, uh, some things go down recently, and it's like people found out he was doing something that they didn't like, and it felt like he had let them down. But it's like you can never, you never can put your hope in people. Like people are imperfect. People are always messing up. So you got to know that when you view someone and you go, oh man, that, that person's really got it. Everybody has problems. Everybody has things that they're going through. So right now, if you're sad, know that everybody gets sad. If you're depressed, know that everybody gets depressed. 
You're not alone in that. So take comfort in that you're not alone in that and reach out to people, talk to people. You know, uh, there are people out there to help you. So there is a plan for you. Don't let this time get you down. Don't let this time get you sad. And uh, here's another Jason Isbell song off the album Sirens of the Ditch called The Magician, which I really enjoyed. So what a great song, The Magician. And, um, you know, and I don't even know if that's what he was talking about in that, but he was talking about I started on the streets with cards and dollar bills. And it's like, and I think he builds up to, uh, you know, a a bigger place with this. And it's like, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, I I saw this thing one time and it just was talking about how if there's something that you want to do, start doing it. Sometimes it takes 10 years to be really good at something. That's what they say about comedy. That's what they say about playing guitar. To be, uh, you know, good at something, you start practicing now, and in ten years you'll be really good. And it's like when you think about that, you think about however old you are right now, and you say, if I started right now, like if you're forty years old, you're like, if I started right now, I wouldn't be good at playing guitar until I was fifty, right? But and then you can think, well, if I had started when I was thirty, I'd be good right now. And if I'd started when I was 20, I'd be really good by now. So it's like, but any time you get started, you're now on that path. So not, you're not too late to do anything. I mean, with a few exceptions. I mean, if you're, you know, 60, maybe not the time to try to get into the NBA. But if you wanted to play basketball, you could begin now. And it's like all these things, you can start anywhere at any time. You know, don't let anything hold you back. Don't let other people hold you back. Don't let people tell you that you can't do something. You can do anything. Oftentimes, don't tell people that you want to do something. Just do it. Because if you tell them, they're going to try to bring you down. And then Jason Isabel, this to me is his best album. It's called Southeastern, and it is his best album in my opinion. Heart on the run Keeps a hand on the gun You can't trust anyone I was so sure What I needed was more Tried to shoot out the sun Days when we raced We flew off the page Such damage I made it through Cause somebody knew I was meant for someone Such a great song. And then he has he has this one where he comes out alone and sings. There's a man who walks beside me Is who I used to be And I wonder if she sees him And confuses him with me And I wonder who she's pining for All nights I'm not around could it be the man who did the things I'm living now? I was rougher than the timber shipping out of Fond du Lac When I headed south at 17, the sheriff on my back I'd never held a lover in my arms or in my gaze So I found another victim every couple all right, then it kicks up, but I forgot all about the song that really made me like Jason Isbell. 
my friend showed me this. My friend Allison, she showed me this. Uh, it was the drive-by truckers, and it was uh, Jason Isbell was a part of the drive-by truckers for a while, and it was a song called Decoration Day that really got me into him. And this song is unbelievable. It's uh, almost a six-minute song, so definitely won't play the whole thing, but I'm going to play a bit of it here. It's decoration day Never mind the rolling stone on his grave. What would he say? Keeping me down, boy, won't keep you away. It's decoration day. When I knew the hill boys had put him away, even my daddy wasn't afraid. He said we'd fight till the last loss and last living day. I mean, it's so good. Like, I just, I could, uh, I haven't listened to that song in a long time. And this is another song off that album by Jason Isbell called Outfit. One of my all-time favorites. At one time, it got stuck in my head for about a year. I'm afraid to listen to it because I'm afraid it might get stuck again. But here it is. You want to grow up to paint houses like me. A trailer in my yard till you're 23. You want to feel old after 42 years Keep dropping the hammer and grinding the gears Well, I used to go out in a Mustang A 302 Mach 1 in green Me and your mama made you in the back And I sold it to buy her a ring and I learned not to say much, nothing So I'll figure you already know But in case you don't or maybe forgot I'll let out real nice and slow Don't call it you're wearing an outfit Don't ever say your car is broke Don't worry about losing your accent. A southern man tells better jokes. Oh, man. I always love that. I always love that line. Uh, don't worry about losing your accent. A Southern man tells better jokes. Ah, I love it. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, gosh, this is fun. I love playing. I don't know if people like this as much as I like it, but. Um, all right, so I'm gonna. I have more Jason Isbell, but I'm gonna skip over some of that because I want to get into a little something different. And then I got into a guy named Lyle Lovett, and Lyle Lovett. I had only known growing up Lyle Lovett. He was married to Julia Roberts, and then there was a song um, by I forget the lady right now, but it was like she said, "Lyle Lovett's in the corner trying to catch my eye. Dwight Yoakam's right beside me with his hand upon my thigh." Right. And I just remember my mom and my sisters talking about how ugly both Dwight Yoakam and Lyle Lovett were, and they thought it was weird that she chose those guys for this song. And I've never played any Dwight Yoakam on here, and that's what I got to get into later. But here's a couple of Lyle Lovett songs that I really liked. This one I liked. Um, it reminded me of a girl that I went on a date with one time, and I always thought of her when I when I thought about it, but we only went out like twice. I probably could have dated her, but there was a real time where I was messing up all dates. I didn't understand the dating process. So we would go out once or twice, and then I would not follow up, and I was ghosting people accidentally. I didn't even know what I was doing. I was drunk and hung over a lot of the time. Well, I'm a traveling man, don't tie me down There's just too much living going all around A man, he's got to see what he can see Well, I love the road and I love the air And I don't worry, hell, I never care I love my women, sometimes they love me But I was got one day, I still don't know how I didn't even like that town This fella said, stranger, why don't you just go on home Well, I said, man, that's where I'm headed to And you couldn't stop me if you knew what to do and I left and I planned to go along 
But the road was long and home was far So I stopped off this little cowboy-looking bar Walked on through the door and she just smiled Well, in a long ponytail and a pretty white dress She said, hi, bull riders do it best I said, oh my God, what's your name? My name's Lyle And I said, ooh, give back my heart You good redneck woman Take your boots and walk out of my life And I said, ooh, give back my heart all right i took that girl to a todd berry show and we had a good time it was fun todd berry was in charleston and i always love that song that song just has such a fun vibe to it and off that same album called pontiac i think that was put out in the late 80s this song was probably his most popular uh, right here doesn't make any damn sense If I had a boat, I'd go out on the ocean And if I had a pony, I'd ride him on my boat And we could all together go out on the ocean Set me up on my pony on my boat Yeah, so I don't know what he's talking about, having a pony and a boat But I, I really liked it uh, and then this is the last Lyle Lovett I'll play. It's off the Joshua Judges Ruth album called I've Been to Memphis. His albums are musically are so good. So I just, I found that song. I thought that was really fun. And um, I have so many more songs that I wanted to play, but I think I need to save it. I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't, uh, I get a little feedback from people saying that they do enjoy me sharing the music this way. And uh, to be honest with you, I just don't have that much to talk about right now, but I have been listening to music my entire life and in-depthly. I mean, for a long time, I lived music. I mean, the, the lyrics that people were saying were speaking to me, and now I feel like I'm not in that place anymore. But I do still love these songs. I, I, I just find them to be really fun. Oh, here's a here, – I'm going to add that one in. Uh, and there's some just some really good ones that I've been finding recently. And uh, I'm going to play this one. This is one I found recently. Really good. I'm going to cut it off before he cusses. Uh, and I don't understand why he uses this that word in the song. I mean, the song is, would be a perfectly non-explicit song without it. But anyway, it's a good song by Tyler Childers. This is fairly new. I'm only going to play a little bit of it, though. Impressions on the inside of her thigh There are little feathered Indians Where we tussle through the night If I'd known she was religious Then I wouldn't have came stone To house such an angel Up to get back I muted it Okay, so that's a new one by Tyler Childers. Really good. Here's one by a guy named Tristan Merez. I think it 
puts enough of the old country in, but with a nice newness to it. Them stock yards now hold her with the hands of a cowboy she don't know. Oh, I'm down in Houston, and just blues picking a song full of unspoken words. Oh, it's a Friday night, there ain't no doubt. She's headed west to Dallas. Stockyards man With her favorite bells on And a sparkle in her smile Cold heart She's been hanging on for a while Well that dawn's about to turn Some felts in that cowboy crowd Take a chance and dance To a song you picked out Might even find one To hang on for a while <laughs> Knowing her Oh I know that heartache All pretty swell By nine o'clock She'll be deep in that cheap well I just think that's a good one. That's a lot of fun. Uh, I've had a lot of fun doing this podcast, sharing these songs with you. Um, my email is DustySlayComedy at gmail.com. If you have anything that you want to email me about, tell me anything. Uh, and also, if you're interested in making a Kesha song into a country song, please let me know. I want to write some music. I want to write some lyrics. I need somebody to just record songs for me. Uh, let's do it. Let's have a good time. We're having a good time. Hopefully, we'll be back to doing comedy soon. I think it's coming. I think things are going to get started in Nashville around May, but I'll be doing more podcasts between now and then. Uh, I'm on TikTok, so follow me there. Posting new stand-up almost every day, uh, one minute at a time, so it won't be very long. I appreciate you tuning in, and we're having a good time. I'll give a wave like this just to let you know that that joke is over. I misbehave on stage, but I'm better than when I wasn't sober. So uh, I've sobered up. There's still some blackouts. uh, I worked in hobbies and survived tornadoes and trailers, but that don't mean I won't put in my two weeks later having a good time, baby. Having a good time, baby We're having a real good time